But with the relationship that I was in, it was a very controlled, as soon as I left, I became a men's advocate, a men's rights advocate right after I left. And whether it be with a man or a woman, because people often say, oh, if you're just going with a, with a woman, you're safe. That's not the case anymore. And if you're relying on an outside, um, outside influences to sort of give you a false boost, that's only going to last so long. In general, the man is going to be the one to lead. And in order for him to be the leader in the relationship, the woman needs to be in her feminine. Influencer Insight shares the battles, stories, success of the models, influencers, and entrepreneurs as they find the balance of being influential leaders today while creating long-lasting impact for the future. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another session of Influencer Insights, where I have Selena Epp from Duck Lake or Saskatoon, both in Saskatchewan, both in the uh, Northwest part of the province, but we're really glad to have Selena here. She's a intimacy coach, but she's also a model, and she's been doing that for five, six, seven years, someplace in there. So we're glad to have you on the uh, podcast tonight. Selena, I know you had some things that you kind of wanted to share and some things you've seen going on in the industry, and you'd like to talk about a little bit of that tonight. So appreciate that, and welcome. Thank you, Ben. This is great to be on here. I love the, the fact that we get to have this conversation and sort of explore all of the uh, topics that uh, that we're going to talk about tonight. Yeah, awesome. Would you give us just a little bit of a, you know, elevator pitch of you? I've done some introduction, but tell us a little bit more about yourself and, and how you got started modeling and how you do coaching and all that kind of stuff. So, so my name is Selena and I have been doing modeling for I guess just about five years now, five or six years. And I really started getting into it in 2018 after my my um, relationship of 17 years ended. And basically it was just a matter of, I've been following my dreams. This is something I'd been wanting to do for, for many years. Um, but with the relationship that I was in, it was a very controlled, very, um, very tight, manipulative sort of, under a very tiny microscope yes thank you (laughs) i like to stay away from like the the you know that negative super deep everybody calls calls her ex narcissist right so (laughs) but yeah so it was it was not a great relationship so after that is when i was able to like sort of you know become like a free like a butterfly right and just be able to spread my wings do all the things i wanted to do so i sort of got into modeling with a friend of mine and uh we just shot a few few things and then from there I was like man I just I got the the taste of it and I absolutely loved it because for me I it was more about like just you know it's not about like looking pretty in front of a camera it's about being able to embody different parts of you and we all carry different pieces of ourselves different parts of our personality and how often are we able to really be able to express that in an an artistic creative way Mm -hmm. and so that's why I was really able to like dig into all parts of myself so what I found out doing this was that it would really helped me to do my healing process help me to learn more about myself, uh, where my boundaries are, all kinds of things. So I absolutely loved it because of that. And basically what I have been doing for the last 25 years is um, as a holistic practitioner is energy work, like lots of different modalities within that space. And so over these five years, uh, if, in fact, as, as soon as I left, I became a men's advocate, a men's rights advocate right after I left. So that Which sort of led me. To- seems almost kind of counterproductive at the end of a relationship right? <laughs> I get that all the time I, I honestly get that all the time but the reason that I sort of went into that into that area was because when I left my relationship I had been I had checked out 
a while before I actually physically left. Sure. And I was doing a lot of processing of this information. And it was just a matter of like, what, when is the, what's the actual date that I'm leaving? So kind of getting my duck in a row. And uh, what I was really understanding or really starting to sort of have more of an awareness of is where my ex was coming from. Mm. So it allowed me to sort of step out of it and look at it from a bird's eye view and, and just not take it personal, but just sort of look at a different perspective and say, Hey, you know what, this is the cycle that's been going on. This is what he's been um, involved in since his, since his childhood and his, you know, family before him. And, and, and we have two boys. So it was so important to me to say, Hey, you know what? It's, if you're not going to do it, I am. Hey, models. Thanks for tuning in today. Hope that you're enjoying the episode. It's Ben here. I just wanted to invite you to the Influencer and Model Support Group on Facebook, where we've got a great growing community of people looking to help support, share tips and tricks on how to grow, become, and develop as a model. So go on Facebook, type in the search Influencer and Model Support Group, and you'll find us. Click join. You'll be added in. And you're going to find a great community of people too. If you're not going to do it, I am going to. And we're changing the cycle right now. We're breaking it right now. We're going to have some new awarenesses, new narrative, and new cycles being brought in. Even if it's one-sided, It's that was my purpose, is to say, hey, you know what? There's a lot of men out there who need help. There's a lot of men out there who are not receiving the resources that they need. So I just sort of dug in. And, and my main goal at the end of the day, every day, is my boys. And knowing that what I'm teaching people when I'm coaching um, people on, I'm also giving that same information to my boys right. at the, at the ages that they're at, right? Is what is whatever they can comprehend, but I'm still very much teaching them about all of those things. So, and as I'm going along, all of the things that I'm talking about, it leads me into these little rabbit holes that end up being more teaching and more healing for myself. So well-rounded sort of like everything is kind of coming together full circle and it's just it's sort of filling the purpose that is um that's what i'm here for so i've, I've been loving it absolutely loving it so yeah. yeah i like that a lot we're going to talk a little bit more about the coach and your program and yeah. that sort of thing um jumping back to the modeling for a second you you had a friend that did they also want to become a model or were they a model already when you guys decided to go do a couple of shoots or no, actually, he had done, um, he's more like a hobby photography oh, cool. um, person, and he does, like, he was doing weddings, and he was doing like, engagement photos, and he just, he loved the creative part of it. He never really wanted to be a professional photographer, like, as his whole thing, but he just loved the creative aspect of it, and he asked me if I was interested in doing some some shots, and I said, yeah, and we just, we just had fun and created some stuff, and yeah, so it was really, it was a nice sort of way to lead into it, knowing that there was somebody that you felt comfortable and safe with. So that was really cool. What was yeah. the progression? Like, where did you go from there? Was it just more TFP kind of shoots or did you get some book work at some point or? From there, I did, uh, I would answer modeling calls and things like that. And I always did freelance. I had done, um, I had signed up with NUMA and I was, I did that for about a year. And I okay. just, I didn't like the, restrictions that were kind of placed sure. on me as far as like I mean I didn't have the time and the opportunity to travel as much with like a toddler yes. and being a single mom so yeah. freelance was my thing and I just basically went wherever if I was able to do a booking here and there I did a little bit of runway and a couple odd things here and there and it, it suited me and it filled it filled me 
um, to what I needed to. Sure. And from there, I'm just, yeah, I basically just answer the calls that, that fit me more so than being, uh, you know, you're what I'm looking for. It's like, no, are, are you what I'm looking for? Yeah. You know? So it, it just, so that's Those kind are the of best the, though, right? Because then it's, it is, it's more genuine and, and uh, yeah, it's more of the fits my purpose for what yeah. I want. So what are some really cool shoots that you got to do or a really cool place you got to go doing the modeling thing? Um, I do. I, I was doing a lot of traveling, um, pre COVID, I guess would have right, been as everybody. <laughs> yeah. I think that's kind of a general, uh, idea, but yeah, I done a lot of work with, um, a Métis, uh, Métis and indigenous group. I was actually part of a board. Oh, and cool. so, um, yeah, so with that, I had done a lot of traveling, so I would go down to Ottawa quite a bit. And basically, I would just like connect with different photographers wherever I went, Montreal, Ottawa, any like any other places that I went. So one of the really cool places that I did shoot was at the um, Ottawa Art Museum. It nice. was so beautiful. It was yeah. so cool in there. And the art, the photographer was just, just very, um, had just a very unique view on on the the space and shooting me in that space it was very different and yeah i just i loved it and we actually met a few times and, and did different shots in in ottawa in that area so cool. yeah there's some history in that part of the world that we probably don't get to see quite as much in the prairies at either right you know and and yeah know. that's true was it difficult to connect with people traveling across the country or did you just reach out to people on no. facebook or what did you do just Instagram. Basically, okay. I would just like I knew whatever, and and I love traveling. I, I'm I'm you know very much a nomadic you know personality, so sure. I love to travel and and just sort of pick up and go wherever. So if I knew I was going any anywhere in particular, whether it be just a road trip for myself or for work or whatever, I would just you know um, check on Instagram who was in the area and follow certain photographers if I liked their work, and then we would just sort of connect and then. And if it if I liked their work and they liked my work, then we would connect, and it always worked out really well. So, what do you do to you know traveling is always it's fun, but there's obviously a level of safety you need to be cautious of, especially if you're traveling alone. Uh, what are some yeah. of the safety mitigations and stuff you would use to, to stay okay. safe when you go around? So basically, I mean, aside from modeling, I just I I travel a lot and mostly by myself, and I. Because the work that I do, I can do it wherever. I don't need to be in a in a specific location or like my practice. I can go anywhere with it. Yeah. So even even whether it be like I say, modeling or doing my um, coaching or a massage, I always what I had been done, doing when I had a partner is I would uh, share my location, do the location sharing, and on Google Maps and and let them know ahead of time who I was going with, what their contact information was, make sure that they had their Instagram handle, Facebook handle, the whole thing, so that they knew where I was going. And whether it be with a man or a woman, because people often say, oh, if you're just going with a with a woman, you're safe. That's not the case anymore yeah. because there's so many times where like women are, are you know, perpetrators just as much as men right i mean they're sure. they will either lead you in and you know there's there's all kinds of different scenarios where it's not safe so it's just a matter of just having just keeping certain guidelines that this is just what you do right so you let somebody know where you're going do your location sharing make sure everybody knows where you're where you're going where you're staying when you're coming back and communicate while you're there and it's just it's not a matter of like being um you know dependent on anybody it's just a matter of just being safe and responsible and being you know just a level of security and comfort for yourself yep. well, common so, sense yeah. when you're planning things out like that 
I, I think to be honest, you're probably the first person I know everybody says to, you know, bring a friend or tell your mom where you go or whatever, but you're probably the first yeah. person that's talked about sharing location and stuff since I've started this podcast. So that's, oh, really? okay. yeah, <laughs> seems weird, pretty basic, but you know, yeah. something that we forget yeah. about, right. But yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a really great tip. And I think something that people will take a take home because yeah. And it's weirdos, so easy. Don't care so, who you are. Yeah. yeah. So easy. Yeah. Yeah. So, cool. No, yeah, I like you can that turn it on and off whenever you like, and nobody's tracking you. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the other side too, right? You know, don't want to be following home either, right? So, yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah. Have you got to meet some pretty cool people and stuff shooting? Like, you know, photographers, obviously, but some, I don't know, client work or other models, yeah. that kind of thing on your travels? You know what? I, I was having this conversation with a client actually a couple of days ago. Um, I absolutely love like just wherever I go and it doesn't matter what it is that I'm doing. I love meeting new people. I cool. love like whether it be on the airplane or if you're, you know, waiting in line somewhere, I will just talk to anybody. And I just, I love that part of it. So I think the biggest thing is for me is um, being able to meet the, all these different people and getting to hear their stories. So yeah, I've met a, a lot of really great um, models, photographers, um, and just people along the way, whether it be like, just, you know, like I said, just waiting in line at the airport or something like that, just, just some really cool people and, um, not always great people, unfortunately, there's always, there's always too. some people out there who, yeah, like other, there's been other, um, I've had my, my issues, I guess, with other models, um, just not being in, in it for the right reason, possibly, mm. or having some other issues and then also some photographers I've had um and there's nothing wrong with being a hobby photography uh hobby photographer but um again it's just it's sometimes when people are in it for the wrong reasons it becomes evident in their work sometimes in their approach and and once you're in um if you've never been in modeling before, just like when I first started, I learned all my lessons very early on because it was, I was just throwing myself into all of these things right. and not realizing that there's, you know, just because you have a camera doesn't make you a photographer. And no it, just because you have a website, you know, just because you have a website, you've got a business card and all those other things doesn't necessarily mean you're a professional. It doesn't mean you're safe and doesn't mean that you are uh, legit. So I've, I've learned my lessons along the way and, I think the biggest thing I can say is if you are getting into modeling is the biggest thing is to learn what your boundaries are. Mm. And I think that's, that's a, just a good general thing. Whether life, yeah. In, yeah for, for anything, right. Relationships and, and whatnot is just to make sure that you know what your boundaries are, what you're willing mm. to do, not willing to do, communicate that. Yeah. And I think there's so many people who just are are afraid of like, well, this is, you know, they want me to do this. So I guess I have to do this. Well, you don't. It doesn't matter if it's a paid paid work or not. If you don't have a contract stating that these are the things that you are doing and are not doing, yeah. then you don't have to abide by it. You can leave at any point. You can ask questions. And if somebody doesn't want you to bring a friend with them to a shoot, that's a red flag. Yeah. There's just certain things, right? I mean, you wouldn't go on a date with somebody that you've never met before. And, you know, you're not going to tell anybody where you're going. You're not going to yeah. have them take you home. Like all of those things, right? I right. mean, and if you do, whatever, no shade. But it's just a matter of like, like you say, common sense and just really understanding who you are and being able to communicate that and being able to stand strong in that and say, Hey, you know what? No. That's right. And not be, not be afraid to say no and not yep. having to explain why it's just no is a full sentence. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Period. 
period. There's, there's <laughs> lots of, I can't remember who I was listening to talking about interviewing in the modeling industry. And they're like, like people don't realize how big the industry is worldwide because it, it far surpasses music, acting, all of that stuff combined actually, because there's so many different models needed. So there's always opportunities out there for people. And, and, you know, yeah, don't do stuff you, <laughs> you're not comfortable yeah. with, right? Like, yeah. Because what you're doing is you're setting a standard, right? Just like with a relationship, it's like whatever you whatever you settle for, it's like you can't go higher than that because people are going to now say, okay, well, that you're okay with these things, you're comfortable yeah. with these things, yeah. and you know you have the the ability to change, you have the ability to to do differently and ask for what you want, and if you're not comfortable, express it. Is what it is. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So. What are some of the you probably know this from the relationship coaching as much as anything, but uh, but applying it to modeling, what are some of the right reasons you've seen that people get into it, or maybe some of the ones that reasons they shouldn't get into it? Um, I think a lot of people. What I have seen is they are looking to get into modeling because they want to show a diversity of bodies in um, in social media. Because I mean, that social media, as much as we want to, you know. Talk down about it. That, yeah, yeah. That's it, we're all on social media to some degree. We all use social media, so we're influenced by that daily. So if yeah. you are looking at something, if you're looking at ads or or anything like that, where you're always seeing one type of body yeah. or one skin skin color, skin type, hair color, hair type, any of those things, size, shape, whatever. And if you're always inundated with the same stuff, you're gonna. Lots of models are wanting to say, "Hey, you know what? I'm I look different." You know, I look different. I, I, my hair is different. All of those different things. I have tattoos. I'm you know, all of these things. So yeah. a lot of people want to get into it because of that, right? Just to show some diversity. And I know for myself, I mean, like I said, I, I always wanted to be a model growing up. And I always remember mom, my mom saying, "You're five one. Like you're not, <laughs> you're not going to get. You're not going to be a model, right?" Yeah. And also, I mean, I'm like I'm 48 now, but I mean, like when I was growing up, that was that was a long time ago, you know. So, and being being five foot one, being uh, a Métis girl, you know, from a small town, Saskatchewan, your your dreams were not really supported very much. And saying, "Hey, yeah, you can be, you can be these things, right? You must look like Kate Moss or, or you know." Linda Evangelista, right? Like all of those those names from then, you have to fill these requirements. And now I think that there's so much diversity and people crave that, mm -hmm. right? They want to know if you've got, you know, skin pigmentation, if you've got tattoos, if you've got piercings, you've got different hair, eye color, you know, different abilities in your body, whether it be an amputee or whatever, all of those things, there's places for all of that. So I yeah. think that that's a big part of why somebody wants to show up. And not necessarily make it be like just, you know, walking down the runway as a Victoria's Secret model. It's about, hey, you know what? There's some there's some different things about me I really fucking love. Yeah. And I want to show it. I want to show it to to that, you know, 12-year-old little girl who I was when, you know, how many years ago that I want to I want people to see that, that it can be, it is possible. And I think a lot of people um also get into it for the wrong reasons, which is maybe a false sense of um a false sense of belonging and not to say mm -hmm. you can't belong but if you're not in a good mental health space if you're not in a good space in in who you are and if you're relying on an outside um outside influences to sort of give you a false boost that's only going to last so long it's right. ju it's, it's just it's, it's not going to yeah it's just the the facade wears off after a while i mean you can only post so many cute 
you know, photos on Instagram and have people say, oh my God, you're so beautiful. And then it's just eventually it's just like, okay, but what else is there? Yeah. Right. It's, just, it's snoozeville. Right. I mean, I get so, I, to me at this point, it's like, if somebody says, oh my God, you're so beautiful. DM me. I'm just like, <laughs> I don't care. Like, I mean, if you, yeah. if that's all that you have, if that's all that you're going to, to give me and you haven't done the work to say, Hey, you know what? She's a really fucking interesting woman. She's mm -hmm. got a lot of shit going for her. Right. Yeah. And if you can't compliment that, right. then I'm not interested. Talking so, about the other things. Yeah. Yeah. So I think a lot of people get into it because they think, oh my God, this is going to boost my confidence. I'm going to be really pretty. I'm going to get lots of attention. Yeah, you will probably, but oh, it's all modeling. It's also about, about like the, like, what is it doing for you? How, what piece is it right. filling for you? Right. right. And if you're not clear on that, then you, it's just like with anything else, just like, you know, when I talk about, you know, self-intimacy and getting to know yourself, if you don't know who you are as a person, you yeah. bet your ass, somebody's going to come along and tell you real quick who you are and what your, where your standards are. Because right. if you don't, if it's not filled, somebody's going to fill it for you. And then it's yep. going to be that all of a sudden you're going to get so far away from the core of who you are. And now you're all of a sudden playing this role of somebody that doesn't, it's not really who you are. It's not, yep. it's not really your passion, right? So get in, get really clear on what it is you're doing. Are you there to help people? Are you there to do some healing for yourself? Are you just there to, as a job to make money? Whatever it is, right? right. Just yep. in, and no no shade on anything. Just be clear on what it is. That's yep. all. Well, that's good. So, I like that yeah. getting into that identity piece. Uh, one thing that kind of struck me, and I I've got a friend who's out in LA. We were kind of conversing. I was like, you know, I went to this audition and I realized. It's so weird because all of a sudden they give you a little number and a card and you stick it on you. And all of a sudden I'm not Ben anymore. I'm model 401, right? And you go through the addition piece, right? And you lose your identity that way. And he said, you know what's even weirder? is like when you go to LA and you want to go to a casting. So they do the same thing. They give you a number, but you'll walk in the room and you'll find 50 people that look exactly like you. <laughs> He's like, it's the weirdest thing. It's like, you know, there's people. And and I think that's something that people don't always realize. They think they, they see the supermodel who's spent the time developing themselves and growing standing on the big stage with their nameplate right but they don't realize how many days they had to sit crying in the corner right because they were one mm -hmm. of 50 other people that were looking for the same job right and and i think that kind of goes back to where you're saying with the identity piece what are you doing this for if you don't have a higher purpose other than just me right it's gonna yeah. you're gonna run out of gas so yeah so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool. no. And I, I've seen that too. Like I, I've seen that where it's like they're looking for a certain look, and you, if you happen to fit that look, I could walk in the same room too and be like, "Oh my god, there's like fifty other five foot one brunettes, right?" Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Nothing wrong so, with yeah. any of you. You all look great, but they, they've got to exactly. pick somebody. And if you don't exactly. fit that, if you're five foot six, you're out of luck, right? So yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Generally, in this part, I kind of talk about things that people don't know about you, but I, I think maybe I'd like to jump back to talking about your relationship a little bit. Uh, 17 years and things kind of went sideways or however that works. Uh, somebody that's going through that, what are what are some of those experiences that people would be, you know, what's some hope, I guess, going through that kind of stuff? I think um, for myself, uh, when I was in that relationship, it's so funny because it's like that saying you can't see the forest for the trees. Mm. And I remember, I remember, I, I use this analogy a lot when I'm talking to my clients. It's like I would be sitting on the couch and watching like uh, a movie or say like CSI or something like that, where you, um, we are watching this like abusive relationship, the dynamics happening, and you're right. thinking to yourself like, "Shit, there's no way. If that were me, I would do blah blah blah." Never right? going there. So easy to sit and be like, "I would just do these things," and then now looking back, it's like I was sitting on the couch, 
next to you next to, like mm. next to him and it's like i would i'm saying these things but i'm not even processing that that's me in it right. right so i think the biggest thing is that we have so many people who sit back and judge and be like why didn't you leave or why didn't you do these things or there's all these resources out there for you but if you don't understand oh, yourself that you're in that in that um in that space yeah. you can talk to your blue in the face and nobody you're not going to hear it because yeah. you, if you if you believe that you are in a safe space, if you're believing that this is um, this is a a good, healthy dynamic, or yeah. this is just how it is, or you know, it? you chalk it up to yeah, you chalk it up to oh, he had a hard day at work, and you know, he's got high pressure drop, and all these other things, right? And then it just starts to get to just be like, this is just your normal life, right? right. So I think the biggest thing for me was that I pushed through the like the the fact that. You know, I, I kept on with the work that I was doing, with, which was my holistic practice. And because I was in a holistic practice, I was always led into different forms of like personal or professional development, which thank God I did, because it helped me to sort of peel back those layers and, and have the awareness to say, hey, you know what? I recognize some of these things. I recognize some of these things. And and once you're out of that bubble, you get to see dynamics of different people and realize that, hey, this is I don't have that here. Mm -hmm. So eventually the, the, the layers start to peel away a little bit and you get a little bit more understanding and a little bit more confidence to say, Hey, you know what? This doesn't feel good. This right. isn't feeling good for me anymore. And then you start to realize that, Oh shit, you know, this is not where I want to be. And so then it's a matter of like, okay, now what are my next steps? Now I've checked out. What are my next steps to physically move forward? Yeah. So I think the biggest thing is just to not, for anybody who is watching somebody in that in that dynamic or if you're mm -hmm. in that dynamic, not to judge yourself and not to judge other people and not to question, right. why didn't you leave? Or what? It's just, just to be there and to say, hey, you know what? Whenever you're ready, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. And if, if, you're, if you're cool with where you're at, that's okay too, True. right? But just just to have the awareness that you know what this is there's other there's other options out there right and it's not a matter of just you know you've made your commitment right we always we always have this idea of like oh we've made this commitment to ourselves and right. and to one another and whatever blah 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 right but what's the what's the commitment that you made to yourself mm. right we put so, so much stake into what I've told this person mm -hmm. versus what did I what do I want for myself. How am I going to stand up for myself, my own mental health and say, hey, you know what? This is not in alignment with me anymore. And right. I have the ability to say, hey, you know what? People change. Everything is everything's shifting as we always do. And I am not in alignment with this anymore. I've learned my lessons and now I need to move. Right? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep, absolutely. And I have no regrets. I have no regrets Good. for for that period of time. And, and yeah, like I said, when I left and became a men's advocate, people are like, what, like, what are you doing? <laughs> but with, yeah, yeah, I yeah, mean, that's, yeah. A, yeah, that's a story for another day, but yeah, it's, sure. just, it's where I needed to be. And it was, Do I don't, you, don't was, what was the, I guess the moment, the realization for you, was it somebody coming up to you or did you just, you're watching CSI and all of a sudden, boom, you know, you realized it or. You know what I had uh, when I started doing the modeling, it would have been a year before I actually left. Okay. And I started doing the modeling with, with this friend of mine and we had started, um, he be, kind of became my confidant, you know, and I was able to, cause I really didn't have, um, 
anybody that I could talk to about this because everything mm-hmm. was, I was so closed off, like my family and friends and stuff were every, like my, who I spent my time with and, and in general, who I communicated with or what I communicated was all very monitored. So, I mean, this was a very secretive sort of mm. confidant that I had. And it was just like, he, I remember one day and I, I can literally say the date that it was. Um, it was the Monday before I actually told him on that, on that Saturday that mm-hmm. I was leaving. And I remember saying to him, I, we, were, we were having a conversation and it was, um, yeah, he had done something like he had been, he had hit something or thrown something or whatever. And kids were crying. It was just all, the house was just a disaster. Mm-hmm. And I remember um messaging him and saying like you know i don't know how long i can do this for like i I don't know how like this is just so stressful and blah 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 and he finally just said to me it was just one question he says why don't you divorce him Mm. like what's holding you there right and it was just a simple question of what's holding you there and i was like nobody had ever asked me that and i think even if somebody had asked me that prior to it it wouldn't have landed like it landed there yeah. yeah in that moment and i remember that was on the monday and by saturday i had told him i'm leaving and mm-hmm. this is it mm-hmm. and within three months i had moved into my own home and uh took my boys with me and that was it but yeah it was just yeah like i said i mean somebody could have asked me that at any point prior to it but it wouldn't have landed but it was just yeah. like right timing and i heard it and right. I was like, okay, I, I deserve better and my boys deserve better. They need to yep. see, you know, that women do not get treated this way um, no. and that men don't act this way. Like healthy, masculine males do not act in this manner. Right. And that's the biggest thing. It's like, oh shit, I am allowing this to happen. Not just to me. It wasn't even about mm. me anymore. It was about like, my boys are seeing this and yes. it's my responsibility. If nobody else is taking responsibility, I have to do something they're learning the wrong stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One piece of encouragement to anybody <laughs> stuck out there would be to, or looking at somebody is just to keep asking those questions, right? And just to be there when things eventually do <laughs> come to that bottom point, right? Like I think just just having support and non-judgment yes. is the biggest yep. thing. So it's, uh, it's, it's tough stuff to go through. And I think, I don't think anybody wishes that for anybody because it, I mean, it's hard, right? Like you don't, mm. you don't just wake up and all of a sudden you realize that, yeah, maybe I should have left sooner. Some people are, and you know, maybe I yeah. didn't need to get abused that bad. But it's, it's it's something that we definitely need to address at some point in life because yeah, you don't want to be old and wishing you'd made a choice change some something sooner, right? So exactly. What are some things that once you started guessing, once you moved out and took the boys and started life again, uh, got into more modeling and coaching and that kind of thing? What are some of the practices, the uh, the things you do in your life to? kind of keep your headspace in the right place or growing growth mindset and that kind of thing? Um, well, like I said before, when I was uh, prior to leaving, I, I had sort of spent a lot of years in the personal and professional development mm-hmm. just in different, in different ways. And I think that that is, that's always been my go-to as far as like uh, self-help and, and whatnot is I was been reaching out to um, coaches and, and different things like that. So that's always been my way like instead of like the the traditional counseling i've always kind of sought out people who i felt an, in alignment with or what I, they have what i wanted there was some mm. energy about them that i wanted so i always went and sought out you know um what it is that they have and the biggest thing i found is that anybody i reached out to 
I've learned that they've gone through similar stories. Mm. Everybody's had their, everybody's got their um, story of like how, what was your rock bottom and how did you come out of it? I think that's what aligned me to all of these different coaches and different mentors in my life is, is a matter of like understanding that, you know, you didn't just go to university or go to, go to college or whatever, and just get this life coaching degree. And all of a sudden you just like have all the answers, right? It's people who have hit rock bottom and Mm -hmm. then thought, Oh shit, I need to get myself out. And how am I going to do that? So then I now can take these pieces and show it to other people. Right. So, yeah, I think, I feel like there's, there's that. And I, I did uh, yoga teacher training and there was a lot of um, healing that came Mm -hmm. with that as well. And I, and I did uh, actually, when I was still married, I had done, I'd gone to Costa Rica, I'd gone to Mexico, and I'd done my training there. And those were very, those were like seven days of like fully immersed in that mindset. That. And yeah. yeah, so it just, it was really a, Good a turning point for me. Yeah, it was, right. it was a, it was, you're surrounded by all of these like-minded people who are supporting you on your journey. And right. so I've always thought out things like that, like different mentors and, and coaches and, um, things that that I had a, a passion for and was able to sort of utilize that and become part of my offerings and part of my business is to utilize all of those things that I learned from and techniques and whatnot to uh, keep myself in check as well as um, being able to teach it to my clients as well. Those right. just those like meditation and things like that. So, so have you done the, the holistic training and coaching and that kind of stuff like is that something you've done for a long time or did you come into that towards in your marriage or i've always done i started my holistic practice like i said 25 years ago so that would have been in my like early 20s so my holistic practice started out mainly as like doing massage uh reflexology reiki i think were the first few things that i did but ever since then i always sort of added different modalities to to my work and then even like in my massage i would learn different techniques no matter where i traveled around the world i would always pick up different pieces and sort of incorporate that and i was incorporating um in energy work into the massage i actually always found that for me like when i started doing my practice i always worked by myself I always worked in my own space and I was never in a spa industry because it was more like the holistic aspect. So I was never like in a spa setting. So I never knew for the longest time that, and it's funny to say this, but like, I didn't really realize that massages and stuff were mostly women. Like mostly women came for these services because I always Hmm. had mostly men. Right. Men, like for like, like my 25 years, majority of people, I would say like, it was like 60, 40, maybe it's like 80, 20 now of men okay. who I would, I would come to me. Right. And they, it always ended up being like, they would come for massage, but then we'd have tea after and we would just talk. Hmm. So it was after like some kind of talk therapy has always been part of it. Wow. And then just after I, after I left and become um, the men's advocate, then I started realizing that, okay, th- there's actually people actually do this for a living. This is actually coaching. Right. So it's not just, you know, like have a massage and they come and sit down and have tea. Not yeah. everybody does that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that. Um, but yeah, like men just feel very comfortable and safe opening up to me and, and mm. allowing themselves to be vulnerable and, so yeah, the, the coaching just sort of, you know, has always been there, but I just didn't put a label on it. And then as um, time g- went on over the last few years, it just became like, okay, this is actually what I'm doing. Um, and specifically the sex and relationship aspect of it. And 
how that is how that's directly linked to our childhood traumas and specifically men and boys again it becomes linked to my ex again as far as how what was his upbringing what was Mm -hmm. what are my what are my boys now viewing and what's their upbringing going to reflect when they become older are they going to understand the whole intimacy piece and intimacy begins with yourself all of these things like i say this is all so full circle and it's i love how it all comes together it everything connects and it's like all the puzzle pieces are coming together to build click, this click, like click. beautiful picture. Yeah, yeah, it's been really cool. So, cool. yeah. You you mentioned a little bit before about your boys watching good masculine energy and and the growth in that piece, and maybe it's an ego boost. I'm kind of curious what that looks like for <laughs> men. What what is good masculine energy, and how do, how do you describe that and see that, or negative okay. for that matter? So this is probably sometimes an, like an unpopular opinion, just because there's so many feminists in, in today today's world. But um, for me, I I still go by the traditional roles of men and women in the mm-hmm. in the sense that if a man leads a relationship, and sure. he, he does so because he like it's just a it's a natural. Um, primal instinct to to take the lead right whether you're out in sure. nature or or at home and i don't mean that women have to sit home and wash dishes and be barefoot pregnant yes. but it's a matter of like in general the man is going to be the one to lead and in order for him to be the leader in the relationship the woman needs to be in her feminine and we're finding so many women nowadays who were like pushing 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 for like you know the independence and and uh, you know taking care of themselves and not wanting a man to open the door and all of these things. So mm-hmm. we're pushing our men into these very wounded feminine spaces where they're like, I don't even, am I, am I going to get, you know, yeah. Am I able to like open the door for you? Am I able right. to buy your dinner for you? Am I able to, you know, create these boundaries or am I going to get condemned for that? Right. So it's like, yeah. you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. So Pretty for much. me, it's like, a woman needs to understand what her role is as a feminine. And when I say that women are often jump down and say, Hey, you know what? I'm a strong, I'm a strong woman, blah, blah, blah. I can do all these things by myself. Nobody's doubting anybody's you know ability to do these things. I can do a lot. I can do a, sure. like, I, I'm a farm girl. I can do a lot of shit, right? I can yeah. go and chop wood if I need to. But if there's a man around, you bet your ass he's going to go out there and do it because I'm not allowing Might myself well. to go there <laughs> because, because that's his role. Right. That's and, right. and I teach my boys this too. It's like, this is your role as, as a masculine man is to lead this. These yes. are your jobs to do. And these are my jobs to do. Yep. That means that when you're in that role, when a man is in that role, it allows me to say, okay, now I'm going to be in my feminine. That means that when I'm in my feminine, it pushes you up into your masculine. And when you're in right. your masculine, it helps me to feel safe and secure and knowing that things are being taken care of. Right. And it's just, I mean, again, that's a whole other podcast. We can get into all of that, yeah, but totally. it's just a matter of understanding what our roles are. And and men are very decisive, very, you know, they can compartmentalize and they can do black and white and they need to know what their role is. They need to know that they're action oriented. They need yeah. to know what am I going to go there and do so that I can come back to you and show you what I've done right women are very flowy we're organic when we're and we're supposed to be soft and in our energy and we are very chaotic and we are very we are so you know full of wisdom and knowledge Mm. but it's just a matter of having this understanding that there's nobody who's weak or or stronger than stronger than the other person it's just a matter of we need the two pieces to, to connect and that's even if you're in a male male relationship male female relationship we all have a masculine and feminine within us yes. one of them is going to be stronger than the other 
which which role are you going to play? Which role am I going to play? And we need to understand that and communicate what our roles are to feel safe and understood and communicate within a relationship. Right. So it brings yeah. a lot more synergy and probably peace in life when you sort those out, right? So it does. Yeah. Working with some different guys over the years, I, I, we actually have quite a few men that listen to this podcast, so they're probably interested now that you've gone down that road. Mm-hmm. What are some things if they're maybe they're in a relationship or they're in a space where they're not really sure how to take the lead or, you know, what, what roles should they be playing? Do you, do you coach people on those kind of ideas where to get started and how to make that shift? Or The biggest thing I think I would say is to really understand communication, like mm. the communication, because, and I've said this so many times, I mean, like there's, there's no, there's no prerequisite to getting married. There's no prerequisite to being in a committed relationship. You're just like, Oh, you're really cool. So are you okay, cool. Like let's get together and, and just, yeah. you know, have babies and and have this life but then meanwhile you're pulling apart as soon as like the honeymoon stage uh, kind of dissipates a little bit then we're like looking elsewhere we're having we're communicating with other people that we see online or we we see this and we want this but it's like i can't tell my partner these things because what if she what if she looks at me differently what if she um thinks i'm you know all of these other things right what if there's judgment well don't you think that's something that you should be done ahead of time is like making sure that you can just say hey you know what this is who i am and very clearly learn to communicate not to say that everything's going to come out on day one or even in the first you know a little bit of your relationship but learn the basic communication styles so that you can effectively you know, have that that back and forth with your partner. So when things do come up, it's like, okay, hey, I'm just going to do a check in right now. This, how are you feeling? Are these these are things I'm thinking about? What do you think about this? So that you know and you understand what does this mean? It's nothing personal. I'm not late. I'm not leaving you. I just want to know that I can feel safe expressing these things to you, and you're not going to leave me. Yeah. Right. So I think the biggest thing for for men, I mean, men just have it a lot harder. And I know women are going to be on here probably. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take that where I get it. (laughs) I just, I think that men have um, been given the short end of the stick because they're with us, the whole feminist movement in the seventies. And that's our, that's, those are our parents, right? Those are our parents who, who had that sort of, um, I know my mom would have been like whatever 18 in like the 1970s, right? So yeah. like they they would have been influenced by this whole uh, feminist movement. And I think the whole idea of the feminist movement initially was fairness. I get Absolutely. that, but it went like somebody just took that and ran so Too far hard. off into that field with it, and it just sort of grew, right? So now nowadays, when people say that they're a feminist, that means that. You know, it means many things for for different people, but in the end, I think that the men have gotten the 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 short end of the stick in saying that you know men can't be abused, men can't be taken advantage of, men can't you know be manipulated. Men, can, of course, they can. They're, we're all human beings, right? And if we're if these men are coming in and trying to trying to take the lead in the relationship, and the woman is not allowing it to happen, and then you're both butting heads because you're both in a masculine energy what's going to happen your partner is either going to go down into the very soft wounded feminine space or he's going to be above you and be an aggressive manipulative controlling probably abusive man because he's Mm. trying it's like two deers right yeah pushing you can't it's Mm. like your two things are out there fighting one of them is it's it's natural and normal you're going to fight it out until they say okay I'm going to walk away. You're in charge. It's just normal. Right. And that's what we have to do is that men just need to be able to learn how to take the lead in the sense of understanding who you are. 
What is your role as a masculine? How do you, how do you communicate your feelings and your, um, your, your needs in a, in a way that she's going to understand and she needs to understand, okay, these are the things that you need. And I need to be able to step off and be, you know, not be nagging and not be doing all these things. I need to respect you as the leader of this family or, or in this relationship. And by doing by doing that and saying, hey, you know what, I respect you, that doesn't mean that you're backing down and saying, okay, I'm the weak woman. Right. And it just means that I respect this man. And if I want respect back, I need to respect him. And he's going to, in turn, respect who I am. And right. then we're going to be able to communicate our needs to one another. We're not going to be leaving and going to somebody else and, and starting these these relationships like there's so many situationships online right now like where people are like you know, it's like i'm not leaving my wife but i'm going to talk to you and i talk to you and i talk to you because i can't talk to her yeah and it's like you know talk to me that's fine but i'll charge you right yeah, yeah exactly there's a, a transaction <laughs> but, here right <laughs> yeah but i mean i would rather just sh- sh- give you some communication skills so you can bring it back to your that's partner right. and say hey this is what we need to do because yeah. you're not you're not solving anything by just staying there physically and then being mentally elsewhere. That doesn't do anybody any good, right? right. Yeah. Or I could I could go down I could go down a rabbit hole with this. I get when I start talking about like men's stuff, I get super passionate and I just start like really getting into it. But I will I digress. No <laughs> I, I, I am going to ask uh, one for the lady side just to keep it fair. Um, okay. if, if you're seeing a, or if there's a lady out there and she's listening to this and she likes what you're saying, but she's forced kind of into the masculine right now where the male is, her man is playing Xbox or whatever it is. Do you have any yeah. quick advice for her? What, what would be something she could do to, to move somebody out of that? Um, what I, what I always say is that, and I have some women who say that as well. It's like, oh, my, my partner does these things. So I, I'm forced to the to do these things yeah. what i would say is that if it doesn't get done it doesn't get done do your focus on yourself because if we're always looking outside of ourselves and trying to change other people it's always it's it's outside stuff it's it's taking it away from myself and giving control to another person giving power to another person mm. take control and take power over yourself yeah. be be so concerned with what you are doing and i guarantee if you allow yourself to be in your feminine in a healthy feminine balanced energy your partner will have no choice but to move up into or yeah. into masculine energy it's just it's just dynamics cool it's just how it goes and if he doesn't do it then that's when you start to have to have the communication and say hey you know what these are my needs and never come and blame and say, hey, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing this? And my girlfriend's husband does all these things. Why aren't you doing it? That just comes from a space of blame. It comes from a space of like, I know if somebody were to do that to me, I would, I instead of getting me to say, oh, okay, great. Yeah, I'll do all these things for you. Instead, it's going to be like, I'm not doing anything now. Right. I'm just going to sit back and do absolutely nothing because you just pissed me off. Right? Yeah. So- <laughs> yep. Exactly. So yeah, it goes on. It goes in both ways. I mean, we both cool. we all need to understand what our boundaries are, what our roles are, mm-hmm. and read them books. There's so there's honestly no excuse anymore for like what's on and what's on um, social media. There's so much access to good content that if you're not look if your social media is full of uh, memes or whatever, no shade, mm-hmm. <laughs> but look into those things. Right? Yep. Do some things that don't cost money or that don't cost a lot of money. Go to the library, get some books, download some audio books or whatever. You know, reach out to a coach, maybe do like a free masterclass, anything like that. There's right. so much out there that is accessible, no matter what you were, uh, where you're at. 
Yeah. So. Cool. That's good. That's awesome advice. And all else fails, they can call you right now. I'm sure. Exactly. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have anybody kind of mentoring, inspiring, coaching you, whether it's a podcast, somebody you're listening to, books, anything that you'd recommend that you've been going through right recently or? Um, on Instagram, the, one of the accounts that I follow, his name is Jake Woodard. And, okay. um, yeah, so I would definitely, I, we can like link it after in the podcast, but I can't sure. remember if it's Jake Woodard on four, but he's, he speaks um, to the masculine and feminine energies a lot. Nice. And I think most recently he got married. So I think his wife sort of helps with some of those cool. different dynamics in there. Uh, uh, Rainier Wild is another great one um, who I follow on Instagram. He's really great. And actually he's going to be on my podcast in um, hopefully cool. this fall. We're going to have him on her. So yeah. And as far as like women, there's lots of different like sex therapists and, and uh, you know, human dynamics people on there. You just got to, type it in and just if you love somebody if there's a post that you love um on instagram i always go into like who are they following or who are they you know who are they taking in some of their posts and just sort of right. allow that to be like okay now Good i'm going to just sort of yeah just sort of envelop myself in all of this stuff and yeah. if it starts to be not in alignment within you anymore shift it oh, up the next one. but yeah that's awesome advice yeah i think that's really practical yeah. too because people need that yeah real, the real deal stuff right so yeah, and it's free, right? That way you can just test out lots of different content and see what works for you. Yeah, great idea. Selena, in the next few years, what are the plans? More modeling, more coaching, watching the boys grow up? Uh, definitely in the next few years, I have um, I've sort of gotten more into like the sex coaching part of it. And uh, so the next few years, I can see myself like doing like, I would love to do like a, a massive retreat for women um, because I've, I focus so much on men. It's like, I, I would like for the women to hear, like it's one thing to be giving all this information to one half of a, of a couple, yeah, whether it be right, a single yeah. man or, or, or a, in a partnership, but it's like, I want, I want the women to also be able to hear this information. Mm. And so what I would love to do is create a large retreat and then, yeah, just more modeling and just sort of diving more into, into my, um, into my work and i'm kind of leaning into like sort of uh some more body work like uh, dominatrix things like that that are and it's funny because every time that people hear like sex therapy and dominatrix stuff they always think about sex and that's all really fun and cool and stuff but it's really not not to say it's not fun and cool but it's like it's not literally the physical pieces it's literally right. about like tapping into the feeling yeah. it, it is yeah it's, it's about creating that 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 nurturing and that sense of safety mm. for a person to explore who it is that they are mm. and what it is that they are looking for. And, you know, when these, these men who are, a lot of the men that come to me are very much and they're strong masculine and they're making decisions all the time and they're big companies and these, you know, they're, they're all of these responsibilities and pressures on them. So at the end right. of the day, sometimes I just want to be like, you know what, I just want to be taken care of. And so this is, this is an opportunity to explore that different you know whether it be different kinks or different things like that with no judgment no shame and just you know yeah just in a safe space so kind of leaning more into into those types of things in the next uh next couple of years so sure awesome yeah, yeah we'll have to get track there i'm sure there's a lot of people needing that help and that support right yeah. so that's good to good to fill that void for people so how do people get a hold of you if they want to follow you or if they want to reach out or book some sessions with you Okay, so on my website, it's uh, www.selinaapp.com. 
Instagram, it's um, I am Selena Epp. And then I also have um, White Cloud on Instagram as well, which okay. is my law page. And then, yeah, just on Facebook under Selena Epp. So people can follow me on there or they can, you know, most of my, my content is shared between Instagram and Facebook. So, sure. yeah, it's easy to find me. Yeah, yeah. good. Selena yeah. Epp, perfect. Last one is if those social handles blow up and you end up with a million followers overnight, what is the the one big <laughs> message you want to share with all of those people? I think the biggest thing I'd like to share is just to really, um, and I know people people hear this a lot of time. It's like really getting getting to know yourself, and mm. and people I've heard that from myself for for years, and and it didn't really land. Like, what does that really mean, right? Yeah. So my biggest thing is taking the time to learn who you are and understanding that self intimacy. And like I say, I talk to my boys about it now. But if you know what your boundaries are, what you're willing to do, not willing to do, who, where, what you stand for, and yeah. and what you are, um, how do you feel? about certain things understanding right. that and being able to really educate yourself and and uh, sort of dip your toe into a lot of different areas so that you understand how how does this work for me what do i feel about this right yeah. and just getting different perspectives so all of these things and and you know, talking to people having different conversations and being open to different perspectives is going to broaden your horizons but it's also going to give you a deeper sense of intimacy and deeper sense of self because once you expose yourself to all of these different things and you get to say hey you know what this is my opinion on this or this is my opinion on this or i'm open to hearing about it and all of these things what it's going to do is going to help you to build confidence in who you are because you know where you stand and whether it be in modeling or in coaching or in a relationship or anything like that that confidence is what's going to come forward because you're going to be able to communicate what you desire where you stand on things, what your perspective is. And if, if nothing else, it gives you an interesting conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for that. Uh, communication, key thing for all of us, I think. And a good message, I think, from your your entire talk tonight. So, so thank, you. thank you for joining us. We really appreciate that, Selena. And I, I know we uh, look forward to hearing more about your modeling and some of the coaching success. And maybe we'll talk more detail about masculine stuff down the road someplace i'd like my equal boost it again so so we'll talk about that but uh, appreciate <laughs> <Sounds good. laughs> appreciate the time tonight anyway so all right thank you ben it was great having having me on tonight hey there really appreciate you joining the influencer insights podcast today if you've enjoyed this episode i just would ask that you share it with a friend and give the video a like or the podcast a rating whether you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite other player anywhere else, that really helps us share the message and grow this community as well. So thanks for that. Take care. Have a great day.